2 Samuel 6, again, David gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even of harps and on psalteries, and on timbrels, and on cornets, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Pereuza to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me or come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him in the city of David. But David carried it aside into the house of Obedidim, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obedidim, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord... And the Lord blessed Obedidim and all his household. Amen. I want to do something as part of this message that is not in the text, but will help you understand how to rate your own self. We do not have a physical box at this altar called the Ark of the Covenant. But we understand that God is a God of covenant. And there is no worship of God on earth without an ark. The only difference is that in Judaism, the ark was a physical box. Now, the ark is in your heart. The Holy Spirit came and became resident in your heart. You follow? Now watch. One of the biggest challenges we have, I am prophesying to you, 
So don't allow anything to distract you this few moments. What the Holy Spirit does is to keep the mysteries of the gospel from all prideful people and reserve it to those that will become children. And he will open your eyes and show you how the kingdom of God operates. Jesus lifted up his hands and said, Father, I thank you that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, and you have revealed it unto babes. Are you ready? This is something that's not in the text, nor did I plan it, but it's happening now. Watch. If you look at the contents of the ark, there are only three things in it. Part of manna, table of the commandments, and then Aaron's rod, the bud. He said that was what's in the ark. Watch. If you look at the content, you will not think anything of it. What is the secret of humility? You approve what God approves. Whether it meets your pedigree or not. But if God has chosen to put the weight of the Godhead in a box. And he told you these three things will constitute my power and authority. You will be doing yourself the greatest disservice to dishonor one of those three things that constitutes the ark. Watch. The first thing in that thing was the pot of manna. Who will believe that when Israel was struggling with manna, the drudgery of it, the misery of eating the same thing every day, that it was glory developing? Why is the current generation bereft of wisdom and power that when God is dealing with you, you are making light of his dealings with you? You don't know that your little thing he's telling you to pass is your ticket to power and breakthrough in this generation. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm teaching you? Manna was their frustration. Manna was their journey through the wilderness. And God said, now take it. And put it in that box. He said that manna's only aim was to humble them. So, who can talk about power in this kingdom, glory in this kingdom, and you don't have a manna testimony? You can't tell me how God brought you out. Sit down. You have nothing to say. Huh? Tell me how you ate spam. And survived it. And you still have your hallelujah. And your blood pressure is normal. Huh? How can you have glory without spam? Without manna? He said, your father didn't know this. Yeah. 
Huh? He said, the generation that went before you didn't know this. He said, but I fed you with manna that you might know that man does not live by bread only. Hey, hey, hey. See, when I have a need in my life, it's like God is setting me up to prove to me that he can take care of me. He can fund me. He can bless me. He can help me even when man is opposed to me. You can't have power without a man of testimony. What's the seat of your grace? When God hasn't humbled you. I say it again. That's why you can't take correction. <laughs> Every time I say anything about them, you will always see somebody get up and walk out in protest. Who cares? <laughs> and many times these are people who don't give any money. <laughs> like one time, one lady left the church, and I said, wow, I thought she was one of mine. And many times we say, hey, Apostle, you didn't miss anything. I said, what? She gave 300 and some dollars the whole year. Year and was up here making noise and said so she was singing because I don't check who gives what, I teach you the truth and I expect you to <laughs> expect you to obey God and enter into the blessing. But if you refuse, I can make you. But your baptism will be <laughs> your lack, your frustrations, and your limitations. Manna said, so Put it in the covenant. How I brought you through. How I took care of you. Where your clothes didn't get old. Your feet didn't swell. Look at what we are going through on Glory for USA. And Israel walked 40 years. They didn't ride. At least we, we finished walking and we get in a jet. They walked 40 years and their legs didn't swell. The manna kept them healthy. I am looking for testimonies. Of those that have come through hell and high water. And God sustained you. And God held you up. And God blessed you. And God fed you. And God paid your bills. Hey, you ought to have a shout. That's why I say to you, no matter what God does for me right now, I have no guilt. I will enjoy whatever God has blessed me with because I was watching him bless other people when I was hungry. I was passing my manna test. But baby, I came out of the wilderness. Woo! I'm taking territories now. Jericho is first. But the U.S. is second. Hallelujah. Watch, watch. He says, put the pot of manna in that box. Yes, it's your pain. It's your years of leanness. But I brought you through. 
I taught you the power of my word. That you can depend on my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. And God will prove true. That's how you have the seed of the anointing, the seed of it in your own God. Watch. This box was what a man touched and he killed him. And when I'm warning you, don't touch the glory resident on me. Because there's only a funeral come out of it. You think he's self-serving. See? He said, who's the one that touched it? And he died there. Because the glory can only be carried by a man. Not an animal. Not a cart. <laughs> you, you, you have to be hungry to get in this message I'm preaching. This is red letters from the throne to your heart. Hallelujah. Watch. Look at what God put in next. Aaron's rod that budded. Every priesthood, every anointing, every office always has contention. After a while in Israel, there were too many juggernauts. Everybody claiming they can hear from God too. God said, tell everybody to get their staff and put it in the tabernacle. And in 24 hours, I will show who I have chosen. And in 24 hours, they went into the tabernacle and they saw that Aaron's rod in 24 hours, a dead, dried rod, came back to life, produced almonds. It means the shoot came out, bore fruit, all in 24 hours. And you sit here and you don't believe God. What time does it take God to bless you? You can wait 20 years and God will bless you in one day. Do you know the faith you have? He didn't bear any other fruit but almonds. You have to know the Bible to find all these scriptures. Because I didn't plan to go this way. And he just quickened me while I was praying. So you will know what the ark represents. So when I'm telling you don't touch it, that he will kill you. You think he's self-serving. No, that's love. Amen. I am protecting you from what you don't understand. Amen. Almonds. Elder Bobby taught me this years ago. He said that almonds is the earliest of all fruits. While other trees are still trying, waiting for spring to bud, almonds produces in winter. Don't you see the one God put in there? Uh-huh. You see, if you're going to carry the glory, you have to come up with a testimony that you can survive winter. You can go through it and still produce fruit. Hey. Huh? You are a survivor. No excuses. You can get the job done. You can get the job done. You can go through the suffering. You can go through the contention. 
you can go through the arguments and produce what God wanted. He said, now put Aaron's rod in the box. This is a quick review. Now watch. He said, now put the Ten Commandments in there. Are you ready? The Ten Commandments in the ark was not the one that God made. Moses broke that one. God said, okay, you broke the one I did. Now you have to hew the stone yourself and then carry it up the mountain and then I will write for you. That's the one he put in the ark. <laughs> when you study the contents of the seat of God's glory, you see that you are living it already. Amen. So when you hear man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, you're thinking as the one written in the book you're carrying. No, they're looking for the one written in your heart. Amen. This is the one you bring. Amen. You finally left your, your, your turkey friends alone and all your mama name and all these people and you found your way up on the mountain and God wrote on your heart and you became a covenant man. Became a covenant man. He said, these three things form the seat of my glory in Israel. And it can only be born on the shoulders of the priest. And David imitated the unsaved Philistines by putting it on the ark. Well-intentioned. But God rejected his sacrifice. Isn't that what I've been teaching you? Why go to church all these years and no fruit? Why give God offerings he doesn't accept and he doesn't respond? So you're, all you're giving is a religious ritual to say that you give something. But nothing you give moves God. Why do it then? How can you keep putting money in a basket? And from year to year, God doesn't respond. And it doesn't bother you. He's telling you, I don't agree with what you're giving to me. Amen. Ask me what you should give me. Amen. I'll tell you. Amen. And the moment you obey me, I'll show up. I told you, God said to give this guy $2,000. I said, Lord, you know, this is the money that I carry when I travel overseas. You know all the people that are already waiting. Even now, they're sending me messages. They're doing this thing they call sit at home, where people are not allowed to come outside. If you go outside, they kill you. And the Nigerian government is allowing it to happen in our area to keep us down, fighting against each other. And people are hungry in the villages. And I said, Apostle, can you come and help? My, my nephew's wife said to me, even the little you gave me, I have shared it with others. This lady came crying to me. I had to give her the 1,500 naira so she can get a loaf of bread so she and her children can eat something. I said, Lord, that's what I do with this money. And you're saying to give the preacher this money. He said, God said, give to him, I'll replace it. I said, okay, I'll give to him. So, I'm waiting for God to replace the 2000 Then he came back to ask me for more money. 
then I almost lost my religion. <laughs> I just ignored it and kept going. So then I give the testimony to my leaders. Then we were about to take off on Glory Fall, and one of you sitting here came to the door of the airplane, and she brought some things for us, snacks or whatever, and she said, oh, I'm part of those replacing your $2,000. I'll give you 1000 on Sunday. Don't you see? You obey God, he responds. If I had given the guy 500, he wouldn't respond. I would have lost my 500 because he's neither seed nor obedience. I just made him mad. The seat of God's glory is that written in your heart. <laughs> okay, next Sunday, I will show you all the scriptures. Yeah, he said it's written, the table of the commandments, yes. in your own heart. Yes. God even said the same thing to Israel. He said, the days come, I will make a new covenant with you, yes. not like I made with your fathers. Yes. He said, no man will tell you fear the Lord or love the Lord. He said, I will write it. <laughs> when your heart has not been written on, that's why you, are, you haven't changed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But when your heart has been inscribed on, you feel every chisel. Because you don't write on stone with ink. You chisel into stone. We are living stones. Do you know the seat of God's glory in your life? Do you understand what God is doing now to make you the man he wants? That's how you know the power of the altar. This one is no longer a physical altar. It's a covenant that God gave to me. God has an agenda of glory in your life. If you look at the contents of the Ark of the Covenant that kept the glory over Israel, you will see that God is developing the same three ingredients in your own personal life so you can carry glory permanently. Hallelujah. You will learn not to make light of any experience or anything God has allowed you to go through. He said to Israel in Deuteronomy 8, Thou shalt remember all the ways that the Lord your God brought you into the promised land. No experiences are necessary. Even the negative ones, the frustrating ones, the demeaning ones, the, the, hey, name it, the offensive ones. It's all part of that thing. Glory has contentions. Aaron's rod that budded, it was the contentions over his seat, over the, the grace that God has given to him, over his authority. We all have gone through that. But you don't know that when that challenge is going on, that it's glory, the war for the glory to be resident in your life that's going on. The manna test, when there's not enough money, when there's no sufficiency, when you, you, you don't quite have what you need and God is trying to show you how the power of God can take care of you, can produce in your life. That's why he came to me and said tithe at 300 a month, tithe. I said, God, shouldn't I be exempt? People like me, 
He says, son, if you don't tithe, you are non-covenant man. And there is very little I can do with you. So when people are teaching against tithing, I say, something's wrong. You have gone off track. You are not hearing from the Lord again. God came to me personally, just as Melchizedek came to Abraham and taught him, Abraham at the time, and taught him tithing. So God came to me personally. So I don't care what anybody's preaching. They're talking to the back of my hand. I won't even listen to such a ministry. That's for children who don't have connection with God. And I've tithed faithfully. Some of us have gone beyond 10%. In our church right here at Resurrection House, people are tithing 20%, 30%. God is moving in the lives of his people, working miracles, opening doors. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs> That's the lessons of manna. God shows you how he can take care of you. The covenant blessing that is resident. And then he has to bring you to a place where the word of God is written in your heart. So you are not living your life by emotions. Eh? And responding to everything, answering every comment, arguing till the cows come home. No, that's not it. You learn the covenants of God. God said, the days come when I will make a covenant with you, not like your fathers. No man will tell you, fear the Lord. He says, for all shall fear me, all shall know me. He said, these words will be written on the tables of your heart. And I was showing that the one in the, in the Ark of the Covenant was not the stone that God created. It was the one that Moses had to hew out and carry to God to write on. That's your heart. You volunteer yourself for God to write on your heart. Learn these mysteries and you will be transformed. Learn these mysteries and you will never remain the same. Learn these mysteries and the explosive power of God will work in your life. Amen and amen. That's the glory. That's how it's developed in your life. That's how it becomes permanent. Come on. Get these messages. Download them. Listen to them. You will not remain the same. You will go from the outer court to the inner court of God's blessing and favor. 770-994-3777. You will not remain the same. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> if you sent your cap to be blessed, hey, with the glory was imparted, I tested them. And people fell out under God's power. So expect that when you receive your cap back. If you haven't done so, send yours. We'll impart the resurrection grace and send it back to you. If you're having challenges on your mind, demons are tormenting you or attacking your mind, send a, a cap to me. I'll bless it in the name of the Lord, impart glory to it, and send back to you. The glory will fall when you put it on. Amen. God will bless your life. These are points of contact as Paul you know, sent out aprons from his body. God grants apostles this grace. You will receive it in Jesus' name. They can show you a video. We have blessed hearts here you know, for all the ladies and for all the men and the glory was just moving freely. I had my daughter test the, the, the women's cap on every woman that came to receive her cap. Once the cap was put on her head, she fell out under God's power. Let them show you a video of it so you know it's not a joke. You will receive grace in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. God bless you. 
See you tomorrow.